We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 3. DraftKings picks and preview for the Millionaire Maker main slate on DraftKings on Sunday. You want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings? Of course, Pat, who wouldn't? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Hit the description or the comment section. Find the link to the Pat Mayo Experience. DraftKings listeners like no rake, $15 to play. It's almost full, so you should probably go get your spot right now. Again, with it being no rake, it is the best tournament on DraftKings. Flat payouts, too. You min cash, you get at least double your money, okay? And that's a way to sustain your bankroll, playing your three entries every single week. Also, you want the best tools, you want the best projections, you want to simulate this slate 10,000 times with your own custom modifications. That's also very easy if you go to runthesims.com. Runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount on that, too. I highly recommend it. I did not win on DraftKings last week, but I did not get wiped out. Still way up for the year after a nice week one and i will credit run the sims.com because usually i'm down like two thousand bucks by this point in the nfl season and i almost can't play anymore fortunately there is a guy with a bigger bankroll on the line right now because i don't know he wins like a million bucks and it's like all right uh, that's good for this week i suppose yeah but you know what tony niehaus from run the sport run runpuresports.com uh hasn't won a millionaire maker yet in the first two weeks of football so why are you slacking bro I don't know. Derrick Henry, for one. I mean, Derrick Henry took took the mustard to me in week two. But I'm looking forward to, to hopping on here and trying to find some week three winners, see if we can do a little better in week three than I did in week two. And we got some nice high totals, too. 
uh, I'm excited to dive in and see what we can find. Well, let's go position by position. You can get the time codes down in the description. I do want to remind everyone to smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, and in the description, you give me your favorite play at running back below $6,000 this week on the main slate. If you're like, hey, Pat, why didn't you talk about the Monday night football game? And I'll be like, it's the main slate, moron. Figure it the fuck out, all right? I'm sorry. I just get way too many of these questions, and it's very clear that I've been doing the same show for eight years about the same slate. People still haven't figured it out yet. When I say main slate, you should be able to figure out what that means. Running backs this week on the main slate on DraftKings. No Christian McCaffrey, which means I don't know what to do at running back. I just play him every week, and it generally works out. This week, Derrick Henry, the aforementioned Derrick Henry, is the most expensive at $8,600. 84 is Dalvin Cook. Alvin Kamara is $8,200 at New England. You got Chubb and Eckler above the $7,000 threshold. I look at this, and I really want to pay up at running back, because I always want to pay up at running back, but it does feel like Austin Eckler at 7200 bucks against the Chiefs with that total in the at six-and-a-half-point underdogs. With the way that he reintroduced himself into the receiving game last week feels like the play for me. Yeah, I mean, running back is pretty loaded at the top, and for me, it feels pretty cut and dry even this week where – I agree. Eckler, as far as a price, feels like the best play to me, too, in the huge total, especially when you're talking about Henry and Cook and Kamara being up in that 8K range, Eckler in the low 7K range at 7,200. And you got the PPR upside. You got the if they're trailing to the Chiefs, which we assume they, they more than likely will be just huge upside, huge floor, everything we like from a running back. I also, man, Dalvin Cook looked so good last week. Uh, he really impressed me. I think that another huge total this week in the Minnesota game at home. They kind of let me down week one. Week two, they came back, had a really good showing. And week three, I think we might see the full Dalvin Cook experience where I, I think he could have a monster game, like eight to ten catches, maybe 100 on, on the ground, maybe 80 to 100 in there. Just a monster game from Cook as well. So, those would be my top two guys. Derrick Henry, though, man, it's last week taught us a lesson where I, I faded him. He's one of those guys. He scares you no matter what, because he can always just get hot, start breaking tackles, break off 80, 70 yard touchdowns before you know it. He's got 50 fantasy points like last week. It's tough because we can't play all these guys up here. And I love Cook. I love Eckler, like you said, which means. Henry's going to kind of be the guy left out for me unless we want to punt some other positions and play all three of them. But for me, also, Kamara looks like a, a very, very easy fade, but I don't think anyone's going to play him just because tough matchup. And like I said, everyone likes Cook, Eckler, Henry. Tough to get to Kamara. So I think he's a pretty easy fade, even though that seems scary too with all the PPR upside. There is PPR upside, but it has not yet materialized with Jameis. And maybe this could be the game. Like It felt like last week would be the Kamara game. It's like, oh, well, he's not, nothing's really going on the ground. They're not really moving the ball. Here's 11 catches for Elvin Kamara. And it just it never happened. So I don't really know if that's going to be as big. Because I'm looking at the projections right now and I have to go make my custom edits to it because 
He has the highest projection of any player in the run. The you, you got Kamara the highest. He is. He's projected to be the highest because he has the highest ceiling based on how he can manufacture fantasy points. But so much because it's still so early in the season. It's not just based off week one and week two. It's based off like a running total of the last two years and what his stats end up looking like. The problem is when you run like an optimizer, run simulations, then you kind of have to go in and make your manual adjustments for what you've seen with your eyes because the computer's just not going to know that Jameis doesn't check down like Breeze does. He just doesn't. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's tough, too. They have no receivers. They need to make a trade for a receiver because the defense can just focus too much. What is Belichick known for, too? Taking away the number one option. I mean, I might just totally X him out of my player pool or lower the projection like way down to where I just can't see myself playing Kamara over these other guys. So like you said, maybe lower him way down to where you just don't get hardly any of them. Yeah. He would have to be like literally in the six K's almost for me to consider him this week. Yeah. It's funny with the way that he plays and the way that he, like I said, that he can manufacture a ton of fantasy points. Like we're thinking of him, like he's Christian McCaffrey at his upside, because usually when there's no Michael Thomas and he's playing, it's like, Oh yeah, 15 targets for Elvin Kamara. Give it to your best player. See what happens. But that hasn't happened yet. It's a, he's more like Saquon even so far this year. Like he hasn't been good yet this year. And that's starting to terrify me a little bit because this is going to be a tough matchup for him against the Patriots. So I'm good with just Xing him out, not playing him. The issue becomes, I think a lot of people are going to be on that same page too. And yeah. that's almost why Derrick Henry won so many people so much money last week because Derrick Henry just wasn't popular at the top. A six and a half point dog. Well, what happened last week? Well, without Arthur Smith, the Titans look like garbage on offense. They don't run play action anymore. And they were just like, you know what? We're just going to give Derrick Henry the ball and he's going to do stuff. And he's going to do that like four times a year. I think that Cook, in your mind, is going to be far more popular than he's actually going to be. He didn't practice on Wednesday already. He left the game three times with an injury last week. I think people are going to be. <laughs> he did leave it. I, I think people are going to be scared <laughs> off about, especially with Henry coming off a huge week and Cook coming off a good week, but not a great week. That I think that fewer people are going to play Delvin Cook than you think. And this is kind of where watching the games, I, I think, gives me an edge over some of the other people that just run the numbers because he just looks so good to me. It's funny you brought that up, though, about the injury because we were laughing about it on Sunday. Every series this man's coming out with some sort of injury, uh, people are definitely going to be scared. So I think you make a great point, and it makes me like him even more because – I just think, man, the upside in that game, a massive total against Seattle at home. I just don't see a way that game doesn't get up there in points. In my personal projections, I have him four points ahead of Derrick Henry, which is a pretty high projection for me this early in the week. So I'm super high on him. I'm glad to hear that you think he's going to be lower. I think he's going to be lower on too, just because of what you said. There's a lot of guys, too, as we go down the running backs. There's a lot of good running back plays where you can't really go too heavy on Cook at the top. Even with Henry, Kamara won't get much, but Kamara's going to get some ownership because tons of people just run projections, and the projections are always going to love Kamara. Like you said, we're going to manually adjust a little bit, but I agree. I think we might get a little gem here with Cook at the top. It's funny. I was trying to figure out ways to stack that game because I really want to be involved. Seattle is my favorite bet of the week at minus two. I love 
Less than a field goal Seattle on the road. That's my favorite spot to bet Seattle. But I think they can get into a barn burner shootout with these guys. That's not going to be a problem. And we just didn't know the Vikings are going to shoot themselves in the foot at the last second. That Do I want to go Seattle passing game, bring it back with Cook? Do I want to go Vikings passing game and bring it back with Carson, who is $6,400? Or do I just say, screw it. I'm going to play Carson and I'm going to play Cook. And those are going to be my two running backs. And I'll find another passing attack to stack. Yeah, I think you can easily do that. And Carson's price sticks out maybe more than, I mean, right in that range with Najee Harris, who's been underpriced the whole the whole season so far. But Carson, I mean, he's just cheap. Big projection, great matchup versus Minnesota, who's got carved up the first two weeks. Everything points to Carson having a big game. I think you could do that. I don't normally like to play two running backs in the same game. But these are two guys where you could definitely fall into a script where it works perfect. I mean, Seattle's almost like Tennessee, where if you get that right game where Carson's just going to house like three or four of them, which happens a few times a year, and they don't go to the passing game, maybe Minnesota's playing from behind too. You get a bunch of dump-offs from Cook. You could fall into the perfect, perfect script with these two guys. I don't mind using them together at all, especially when Carson's only 6,400. Yeah, I lied about the points per dollar. Camaro's actually fourth at running back in terms of points per dollar projection-wise. Chris Carson is actually number one uh, with 3.56 points per dollar in his projection. His ceiling projection doesn't necessarily trend as high because he's not as accomplished as a pass catcher. Like, you're going to very rarely see Chris Carson with seven catches in a game where you can figure that out. I mean, look at Derrick Henry last week. Outlier games happen. I wouldn't bank on that happening all the time. But with Cook, you could definitely see something like that happening with Eckler, and that's why you take these guys. Weirdly enough, I know this is the guy that we kind of glossed over. We've kind of spoke very glowingly of all of the top five running backs. Nick Chubb is shaping up to me to be the Derrick Henry of this week. Feels like he's just going to get passed over based on the other four guys we just talked about. It's a really nice matchup against... I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe Chicago's def- run defense, at least, is better than maybe I'm giving it credit for. But he's someone who's going to touch the ball 17 times. They have no receivers unless Beckham Beckham's apparently going to come back. We'll see how that goes. But Landry's going to end up being out. And although he's in a split, he gets some more valuable touches. And like Derrick Henry, it just takes two big runs for him to just smash everyone out of the water. And he has that upside where a lot of these running backs just feel like they don't. Yeah, Chubb always gives you that upside. Chubb might be the most talented guy of all these guys, as crazy as that sounds. I I know people will listen to that and not maybe agree, but as far as a pure runner, uh, the dude is as good as it gets talent-wise. The problem is they got Hunt in the situation, too, who obviously eats up some of the work, and they they throw the ball a little bit, too. But like you said, they don't have any receivers this week. Beckham probably will play, I think, at least – But Chubb always gives you that upside. For me, the issue is, man, these other plays are just so good. Like, I don't think I can use Chubb over Eckler. I respect the Bears' defense. I think the Bears play well this week. I don't know. But Chubb, like you said, we're trying to win a millimaker type format. Chubb gives you that every single week, just like Henry does. And these running backs, you just have to take some stands on it. So if you told me you were going in on Chubb, I definitely wouldn't laugh at it because of the talent level. And if they get it going on the ground, he could easily score two, three, four touchdowns, go for a buck 50 on the ground. I like it. I just don't know if it's the week for me to hop on the wagon. 
I think you kind of hit it perfectly. If you want to win one of these bigger GPPs, you need to find, like, it was a low-owned Derrick Henry last week that did it for everyone. And just no one used Derrick Henry. It was like 6% of people. I think Chubb's going to be lower-owned this week. I think he possesses maybe not the same upside as Derrick Henry, but the same type of upside. But like Derrick Henry, and this is what people more glom onto, is that their downsides are bad. Like, they don't manufacture... 15 point games out of thin air like a Camara or like a cook or like an Eckler because of the receiving game work but realistically if you've taken Austin Eckler and he scores 14 points you're not winning shit anyway so what's the difference yeah I agree and it's a great point because we always talk about floors I'm obviously a tournament player I like floors too but I think we overrated a little too much like the, the safety is nice yeah I mean no one's ever going to complain when you min cash and win a little money on the week Sometimes it even feels better when you don't have the best teams and you end up min-cashing. But we're not going into the week. trying. Our goal isn't to min-cash. Our goal is to ship the whole thing. The floors of Eckler aren't going to matter as much as the ceilings of other guys like Henry last week, Chubb this week, even Kamara, honestly, this week, even though I don't like him, he's always got that. I mean, he could catch 15 balls, literally, and I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, yeah, New England's got a good D, but what if Belichick just says we're going to keep everything in front of it, uh, in front of us, and they just keep dumping it off to him all game, and he catches 15 balls or something, and somehow scores once or twice. So I, I think that's a great point you bring up. We should definitely be focused on chasing more ceiling than these floors. Nothing wrong with the floors because Eckler does have a ceiling too, but the Chargers also have a lot of weapons. I mean, they can spread the ball around, they can score in a lot of different ways. So Eckler can't have as big a ceiling even as Chubb and some of these other guys that get all of the work in the six Ks we mentioned Carson already I think that he possesses a nice amount of upside based on his touchdown equity and the price point that he comes along with I'm not quite sure about Najee Harris yet like the price like you said is still really good but does he have upside in this terrible offense like is that a thing uh, Najee Harris is one of the most interesting plays on the board because so last week he was the he was the mega chalk he was too cheap he was going against the Raiders he ended up looking like he got there he scored 19 DK points I believe off the top of my head he looked terrible though they can't block he got very very lucky to get the 19 I mean I'm, I'm pulling up his numbers right now 10 for 36 10 for 38, maybe it says 16 for 45 the week before he, had, he did have five targets and caught all five of them versus the Raiders three targets the week before. But like you said, Pittsburgh's a dumpster. I don't remember the last time Pittsburgh was at home only favored by three over the Bengals. They've owned the Bengals for the last, I mean, my whole life, basically they've owned the Bengals. That number feels super short. So Vegas and the sports books, definitely know that Pittsburgh's a dumpster fire up front. I would rather play Carson 1 million percent over Najee this week. Najee's still interesting. I think he'll be a good cash type play, but again, that's not what we're trying to do as tournament players. I just don't see the same upside from him. Of the bad situation running backs in the six Ks, you got Jonathan Taylor, 67, Saquon, at 65, and that's more of an injury thing. The matchup itself is actually quite good against Atlanta. And then you have Joe Mixon at Pittsburgh at $6,300. Do any one of those three guys do anything for you? Because if the Colts want to have a chance against Tennessee, they got to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor at some point. Yeah, and he definitely has shown upside in the past. Uh, running back's just so, so deep for me up top. All those guys we talked about that have big-time upside. 
I don't think I can go to Jonathan Taylor. I could see it. I mean, if you want to play him, go ahead and load him up. I don't, I can't really use Najee. I don't love, I don't love that spot, but Saquon would be the guy for me in this range outside of Carson. He hasn't played full workload, but he, he had the short week last week. He still got 13 carries against a really good Washington front. And he looked good, honestly, 13 for 57, two catches in the passing game. And he's had what 10 days in between that game and this week. And he has a ceiling. I mean, just pretend he somehow got close to the full workload gets in the twenties carries wise. Atlanta's always struggled against dump offs to guys like Saquon. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little explosion from Saquon here against this Atlanta team. So he would be my guy. I'm not going to play Mixon. I'm not going to play Montgomery. Madison's the other guy in this. If somehow Cook was out, I mean, obviously Madison would be a near lock for me. Yeah, but, but we've we've, I, we've, I think we've done that before with Madison, and he's <laughs> he's never come through in the spot where you want to like. He's the very no. clear play. He only ever goes off in the spot. It's like, man, fucking Alexander Madison sucks. I'm not playing him. Then he's good. I, I wish that when when DK would do these prices, obviously they can't always know what's going on. I wish they would just price Madison at 8,400 the same as Cook because then you wouldn't be as tempted. Like when he's 6K, all of a sudden he turns into a 60% owned play, but I still have a hard time like fading him. And like you said, he's busted in the past. They've got other guys behind him that can share a little bit of the workload too. But man, it just sucks having to decide to fade him or play him at that 6K when the matchup is just so good if Cook was somehow out. I mean, I think Cook plays, so hopefully it, it won't matter. But man, if they somehow announce Cook out, we got that same situation where Madison turns into just the uber chalk. So below 6K, there's a couple guys at the very top of the 5,000s who are going to get the workload. At least we think that they're going to get the workload. But are there any values that really stick out to you? Because it looks like Daryl Henderson's maybe going to play, probably not going to play. So that would open up Sony Michelle against the best run defense in the league, which the Rams just probably won't run. So I don't know how good that's going to be anyway. Antonio Gibson's dealing with an injury, and we saw the return of J.D. McKissick last week. DeAndre Swift is going to split time. That's the one... Swift and Williams were the two I kind of had circled being like Baltimore's D is not very good at the moment. So I'm not too concerned about Deandre Swift's matchup and Tyson Williams does look by far the best of these Baltimore running backs. If he can just score the touchdowns, all of a sudden we might be in business. Yeah. I I like the Swift call and we kind of got, we got screwed a little bit on Monday night where Detroit scored early and it changed the whole game script of that where you saw it towards the end even swift started catching those dump offs again like week one when they were trailing big right away to san francisco the man had 11 targets this week they were winning a little too much so he only got five targets but if they fall back into that script and baltimore's ahead the whole game you got to assume the man is going to catch a bunch of dump offs again for 5800 I think that could be the the spot for me down there. The spot everyone's going to talk about is for sure Edwards Hilaire, just because of the price tag. I mean, they priced him at 4,800. He's been really bad. Uh, I know versus Cleveland at Baltimore, two pretty good matchups. I mean, pretty tough matchups, I should say. But man, he just looked bad to me. Just the eyeball test. I kind of hope he turns into the chalky guy, which I think he will. I mean, it's a huge total. He's 4,800. You just, that price tag is just too cheap. But as a tournament player, like you say, we got to take some chances. We got to look for some upside. When you're playing with Mahomes in this passing game, 
coming off a tough game for the Chiefs, especially last week, I think they air it out a little bit. I don't really have a ton of interest at Edward Solaire. So I hope he comes in even more popular because of this price tag. I just don't see it. He just doesn't feel very good to me. I'm with you. I, I'm good letting Clyde Edwards Lair burn me this week, and then we can readjust what our expectations are. Because I thought that everyone's just going to be, because uh, I went into the week to me and like, man, he's going to be a really good play. Because I th- assumed he'd be like $6,200. He'd be like 1% owned. I'm like, all right, I can take that gamble. But he's just too cheap and everyone's going to use him. So I'm just not going to use him. The guy around there that I will use is Mike Davis. $5,100, a great matchup against the Giants. And it's not like he didn't play last week. Everyone's just talking about Cordero Patterson, who is currently leading every Falcon in fantasy points. It's not going to work <laughs> out that way. I mean, he scored two touchdowns on 12 touches. Touchdowns also don't work that way. Maybe he's involved somewhat in the backfield. But it's not like Mike Davis didn't catch seven passes last week and played 66% of the snaps. And if you're going to get goal line carries and actually carry the ball between the tackles, it's going to be Mike Davis. Just every team that plays Tampa has decided we're not running. We're just not doing it. And that kind of made him seem like he was invisible, that he was bad. He might actually be bad, but he's in a good spot. No one's going to use him. And he's going to be involved in the receiving game to pile up points that way as well. I think he's the cheap guy I would go to. Unless I just said, fuck it, and played Peyton Barber at 4,300 bucks, who's going to get all the goal line work for the Raiders. Yeah, don't don't play Peyton Barber. I I can't let you. I can't come on this show and and let you play Peyton Barber. The the Gruden quotes last week were just the best, too, that they can't wait to get him involved (laughs) and all that stuff. But the Mike Davis point you brought up is just he's the guy for me, too. Like only 300 more than than CEH. And look at his matchups. I mean, Philly, I think, has a somewhat respectable defense. I mean, at least at least respectable. Tampa Bay has one of the best fronts in football. So he's had two pretty tough matchups out of the gate. He still got seven targets last week in the passing game. I think the matchup versus the Giants is incredible this week. I think he could even flash a little bit of a ceiling. I like him way better than CEH, and I agree with you. He's my guy down in the cheap range for sure. The only other one would be if we can figure out what's going on in the 49ers backfield, and that's just going to be all injury-related. But if it is Jacques Patrice, who they just signed from the practice squad of the Bengals, He's not going to be able to accrue DraftKings points this week because he was in the system as a Bengal. And if you get a midweek team switch, you just don't get DraftKings points that week. So don't use him because they are not, he's going to score a zero regardless of what he does. So do not use him, even if you put him That's like the night game, isn't it? I think that's the night game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. Don't mind me. It popped up on my screen right here just saying draft information. (laughs) Jacques Patrick will not accrue fantasy points. I don't know why it's telling me that on a slate he's not on stupid now I they always do that crap i called everyone a moron talking about the slate at the beginning of the show now i'm the (laughs) fucking moron (laughs) you you, you jinxed yourself talking about it right out of the gate (laughs) happened so mike davis is the cheap play then yeah I, i like mike davis without a doubt in that cheap range i think he's even got a ceiling too like you said i wouldn't be shocked if he got 30 fantasy points i think he could I mean, he could catch – he's the guy that could catch 10 balls, score twice, rack up some yards against a bad Giants D. Uh, Mike Davis is definitely my guy down there. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront. 
instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash mayo. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get the first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash mayo. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash mayo, M-A-Y-O if you can't read or spell, to start growing your savings today. Go to wealthfront.com slash mayo and get started today. Let's talk receivers, and I want to talk one-offs to begin with. I want to save the stack conversation for later, because I can tell you that Tyreek Hill, he's a good play that week, but are you going to play Tyreek Hill without playing Patrick Mahomes and probably Kelsey? Probably not. He doesn't, paying $8,400 for a standalone receiver is just, it's not necessarily, it's not usually a part of my game. I'd rather plug and play the cheap receiver to allow me to pay up at running back and just try to stack receivers together if I'm actually going to pay up at that point and really try to maximize my points. But is there anyone $6,000 and above at receiver who you think, you know what, I don't want to stack that guy, but I think independently he is very good. Yeah, I mean, just just flipping through the names. I mean, a lot of the top guys you would pretty much stack. Maybe Ridley, because there's no way I'm ever playing Matt Ryan ever again. The dude is a statue back there. He makes me want to just cry and shrivel up in a ball watching him as a quarterback. So, yeah, him and McLaurin, I'm not going to play Washington's court, bad quarterback. I'm not playing uh, McLaurin yeah. this week. I just feel like he gets Tredavious White and take it out of that game. Yeah, it's a tough matchup for sure. I mean, he's going to be – extremely low on though i mean he's just a beast but yeah just those are the two guys i would play strictly as a one-off because there's no uh, ridley would have to be the guy if i had to pick one he's only 7k that feels like a little light of a price tag because he hasn't he hasn't gone off yet i mean he had what last last week 10 targets seven for 63 against a good tampa bay team I kind of think it like Mike Davis a little bit. These Atlanta guys are interesting to me this week, and I don't like Matt Ryan. So all of them are going to have to be kind of one-off or even a little two-man stack without. That could be an interesting, well, as we get to the stacks, stacks part, like you said, we can talk about it. But you could almost play Saquon and Mike Davis and Ridley, a little two-one stack with no quarterbacks to go with another stack another quarterback stack as you build your teams could you see playing cooper cup by himself and not stacking the rams or stacking that game yeah i could i just get a little worried about him i mean he he looked incredible the first two weeks his price tag is still cheap his projection is the highest on the board i just feel like he's going to be too high owned against a tampa team the Rams in history, it feels like they always do this, where Cup looks incredible, looks incredible, and then all of a sudden Woods has a big game. Or the running backs get get it going that week. I just don't – Cup's going to end up being one of the fades for me, I think, just because 
He's got to be owned at that price tag. DK is just making him too cheap coming off these monster games. I mean, he went, what, for 23 and 37 the first two weeks. And his price tag is 1600 cheaper than the top price up there. So for me, I probably wouldn't play him as a one-off, but I do think that'll be a chalky build where a lot of the, the chalkier cash type players will play him as a one-off because they're not going to play Stafford, I don't think, uh, against a defense like Tampa, at least the full stack. So I could see a lot of people doing that, but not me as far as as far as tournaments. The only other one I see is $6,400. I don't know how many. We talked about Eckler. We can talk about Keenan Allen. It just seems like Mike Williams weirdly is underpriced at $6,400 based on what he's been doing so far. You're, you're talking about a great tournament play, too. And he's looked good. In that new offense, they've been peppering him with targets. It feels like before, they used to only throw the deep ball to him. They would just throw these deep fades. Sometimes it would work. He'd get there. Sometimes not. First two weeks, though, 12 targets, 10 targets. He did he score? He scored both weeks. I feel like he is going to be way lower owned than Keenan Allen just because Keenan Allen is only 200 more than him. Are we really sure that Keenan Allen's better than him talent-wise? Or maybe it's past finally. I mean, Mike Williams is younger. Keenan Allen has proven to be better the last five years or however long it's been since they've been teammates. But I love the Mike Williams call. The dude looks like a beast. Maybe he's finally coming into his own a little bit, talent-wise. And you got the massive total. We got to have some people in this game. There's going to be points. I I love the Mike Williams call down here. It sticks off the page to me, even. That would be my way to get access to the Chargers offense without taking anyone else. I probably wouldn't do Williams and Eckler. It's probably just too expensive. Then I couldn't afford the stack that I probably wanted to take. But Mike Williams by himself, and you kind of nailed it. They're not just throwing bombs to him all the time, and he would get hurt all the time because he'd be diving for these passes down the field. <laughs> now they're just like, hey, you're a really big dude. Let's just throw it to you 10 yards down the field. That'll work. It does. Yeah, and he's looked like a beast. I got one more guy for you, too, because I was scrolling through. One other guy that's looked incredible to me this year that I would play without the quarterback would be Sterling Shepard, 5,900. That's a lot. He's looked, that's a lot for Sterling Shepard. He's guy, looked for, really good to he, me, though. He has, but his, like, I mean, on the Thursday nighter, was it the Thursday night or was it week one when you just, it, it was, was, thir- it, was oh. a, it was a horrible pass, and he just made one guy miss, and he was gone down the field because there was no over-the-top coverage. And, and that was helped. the first week. That, that yeah. was the first week. But I feel like Sterling Shepard is just going to give you a lot of these, and it's going to be fine. Like, he's going to be a good play, but he's a better play when he's like $4,300 because then you can get away with seven for 80 and nothing else. I just, I don't know. I like Daniel Jones this week. I like Shepard. That just seems like so much money when I can play Jamar Chase for $5,400 in a bad matchup with no one playing him. Oh, God, no. Don't play Jamar Chase over Shepard. Knowing he can score like 35 points. Chase, you just talked about the guy that got lucky on the deep ball, though. Chase just got lucky last week on the deep ball. But all they're doing is throwing it deep to Chase. When when he's going to connect, he's going to score a (laughs) bunch of points all in one shot. I do think Chase is the man. I mean, I'm from Cincy right now. I love Jamar Chase, but man, I'll give me Shepard over Jamar Chase for five hundred dollars more. More than that, we we need we need our first like side bet on on your show here. I need Shepard over over Chase. Would you say, Paul? All right, fifty bucks. Chase outscores Shepard this week. <laughs> We're in. I'm gonna forget we made this, but it's on the it's on the record right now. Someone will, will trash talk. 
definitely Shepard over Chase. Uh, speaking of that, Levitan owes me money from week one. We bet on an ownership projection. I won that one that no one would play. What, what was it? I, I bet that Kamara would be double the more than double owned Derrick Henry in the $100 millionaire maker. And he was. He was three times his own. It was great news for me. I Levitan think, box tastes good, too, I bet. I think Levitan is so rich at this point, he feels bad for me. And he's like, man, I'll just give you some money. How about that? <laughs> now that we can get out and travel and take vacations, we want to celebrate some of our favorite times by turning our new memories into art. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at truly affordable prices or combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. It's fast and you can receive your portrait in as little to two weeks. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try paintyourlife.com. Send any picture of yourself, your children, family, a special place, someone you love who isn't around anymore, a cherished pet, even an action shot of you or your children playing your favorite sport. It makes a perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. I got my stuff, it showed up, and my wife instantly put it up on the wall. It was pretty awesome, and I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, and we got it. I was like, oh crap, Like this, this actually is something we can put on the wall, so paintyourlife.com is where you want to be and at paintyourlife.com there's no risk if you don't love the final painting your money is refunded guaranteed and right now for a limited time offer get 20% off your painting that's right 20% off and free shipping to get this special offer text the word mayo m-a-y-o to 64,000 that's mayo to 64,000 text mayo to 64,000 thousand that's six four zero 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 text that paint your life celebrate the moments that matter most terms apply available at paintyourlife.com slash terms again text mayo to sixty four thousand uh Pittman's coming off a huge week but we don't know about Wentz and what his situation is no one's going to use Odell we have no idea if he's playing or whether or not he's going to be good that's interesting because Landry is out and he's their only like decent receiver. I'm not buying the Schwartz. I'm not buying Donovan Peoples-Jones. I can I can see playing them at their price points, but I don't know. That, that one feels a bit too risque for me. Christian Kirk actually kind of jumped out. Jacksonville can't cover anyone deep. I had the stat. This is in the newsletter, by the way. If you subscribe to the Mayo Media newsletter, it's completely free to join. You can go check out all the player notes that we have in there. I got my research crack team on top of things. If you think I'm coming up with these with these research notes, I'm not. You know, I have people that do this for me because I don't know where the fuck to find them, but they can find them. Where is it here? I want to bring this one up. Ah, yes. Twice this season, only two players have had 125 receiving yards while averaging more than 16 air yards per target in a game week one brennan cooks against jacksonville week two Cortland sutton against jacksonville kirk is still their deep guy that if there's a game where he's gonna pop off again it's likely to be this one and it's a nice spot after he did fuck all last week i like the call too it's a good tournament play because arizona has so many weapons now their offense is electric He obviously has a zero floor because of how many weapons. But again, we've been talking about it all show. We want the upside, and Christian Kirk always has the upside. Last week, Rondell Moore, who I absolutely love, catches the bomb, but he had one of the plays you just talked about where he was literally butt naked open. Anyone could have caught it and ran to the house. 
Christian Kirk has just as much upside. I mean, I, I like him more than Jamar Chase in that matchup, too, at 5,400. Christian Kirk, I, I like the call. And Jacksonville's so leaky on defense. All these Arizona guys have upside. Any one of them could, could break it to the house. Christian Kirk would be the top of the list for me, so I love that call. Yeah, and we know that at $5,000 coming off a big week, and this is where season-long fantasy translates its way into DraftKings, that he's going to be the hot pickup off the waiver wire. Then people will be like, oh, man, $5,000 for Rondell Moore. And that's not to say that he'll be a bad play, but I think I would take the 10 times less owned Christian Kirk for $400 more than Rondell Moore as that tournament play because it's either boom or it's bust. I don't win anyway, so what's the big deal if Christian Kirk has zero points to me? It doesn't matter, but if he finally goes off, in a spot where no one has him, and I have him, then we're talking about potentially printing some money. So I think that's where I want to be in that situation. Can I get, Can I keep playing Marvin Jones? Is that something I can do? Because I've been playing him both weeks. It's worked out so far. He's good. He looks good to me. He looks too cheap, right? I mean, the guy's been talented. We've seen it for however long he's been in the league now, 10 years or so. He's been good. He's 4,900. He's coming off two monster games, 11 targets, nine targets. 17 and 18 fantasy points. Uh, he's a good play, and you know there's going to be points in this game. I think Arizona's going to score, but I think Jacksonville, they're at home. They're 0-2. I think they'll score some points on Arizona, so I, I like that. I don't hate Chenault, too. I mean, both of those guys, if you're playing Arizona, Kyler Stacks, I have no problem whatsoever coming back with these two guys. Chenault was bad last week. I mean, seven targets, only caught two of them, had negative three receiving yards. I think he could bounce back. I like Marvin Jones more for sure, but also Chenault coming off the bad game with Marvin Jones having two good games. I don't mind him to sprinkle in too, especially with those Arizona teams. And it looks like Chenault is going to be full go after the shoulder MRI that he had after the Sunday night game. He's going to return to practice. I would expect him to play, and he's coming in off the radar after finishing in the negative, like you mentioned. 4K <laughs> and below, unless there's someone in the 4,000s that like really sticks out. I got one more guy above I got to bring up because I well, I kind of brought him up, but Robert Woods is only 5,700. He hasn't really done that much yet. I mean, only 12 fantasy points both games. Only four targets the first game, nine the second game. But like I said, if you're fading Cooper Cup at that price, the cheap price tag, I think you can use Robert Woods at 5,700. Like I said, the Rams are notorious for this, where one guy will crush, 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 and then the other guy will come in and have a big game like Robert Woods this week. A lot of people that play the Rams will just play Stafford with both of them. But if you just use Robert Woods and fade Cup and Stafford as a one-off, I think Woods gives you a, a bunch of upside. He can even come off like reverses and trick plays. Lots of ways for Robert Woods to crush for us this week. It's the ultimate contrarian play from that game that no one is going to go to because I'm looking at the optimizer right now and points per dollar, cheap. This is a way to make a lot of stacks work and take a high-end running back. For whatever reason, Van Jefferson is just breaking models this week at what is he yeah. $3,400 and playing Stafford cup and Van Jefferson just makes your team on paper look so much better when you slot in that other running back rather than playing Robert Woods. And I think that hurts his ownership too. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely does. You just look at this team. It's kind of a funny week because this total is so heavy 55, 56, around the industry. Tampa Bay's defense, I don't think has quite popped off yet in the first two weeks. It's just funny to me that the Rams are going to be as chalky as they are 
in a tough matchup, really. I mean, the Tampa Bay, I could see this game being low scoring. I know the total is huge, but I wouldn't be shot. Both of these defenses are capable, right? I mean, they're both two top defenses. The total just feels heavy. I know both offenses are talented. Brady looks completely unstoppable right now. But the flip side to that is if you get pressure on Brady, you can slow him down. I think the Rams can get a little pressure on him. And back to your original point, though, Van Jefferson just looks too cheap. I mean, 3,400. He's looked in, he's looked better than Robert Woods, honestly, the first two weeks. Way cheaper. Tons of people will throw him in the stack with Cooper Cup because of exactly what you said. I can play Stafford, Cup, Jefferson. I can get two big running backs in there. I can run it back with maybe one of the Tampa Bay receivers or something. It just comes together so nicely. Maybe Gronk to it, tight end you could throw in there. But I don't know, like for whatever reason for the Rams, I look more at Woods and Deshaun Jackson. Like no one's going to play Deshaun Jackson. He hasn't played that much. I mean, I don't have his snap numbers in front of me. He didn't even scratch for a point last week, but he's 3K. I mean, that's just like the Millie Maker type plays for me, where if I know everyone's going to play Cup and Jefferson, I don't think they're that much better than Robert Woods and Deshaun Jackson. And I'm going to get Deshaun Jackson at 1% owned or less, under 1% owned. He's still Deshaun Jackson. He could still house one deep, 80-yard touchdown at 3K. I mean, you got a chance to, to be in contention in those Millie Makers. I'm liking this. When we talk about stacks, I want to find out which of the big three game stacks that you think is the best one to fade. Because you said, I'm with you. I could see this game being relatively low scoring. I would not bet a cent on that under, though. I'm not going to bet the over, but I just, <laughs> I'm not betting that yeah. under either. Because when it turns out to be 90 points, you're going to be like, man, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, one thing about the game, too, though, from DFS, right? Like, you could see a high scoring game where everything gets spread around, right? I mean, both teams have four or five weapons that could do stuff. I, I could see a game where it's like 30 to 27, but no one crushes in a Millie maker format because it's so spread around where three different receivers catch one or a couple of the running back score. I mean, Tampa has literally what eight guys that could score touchdowns. They could spread it around completely. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I kind of like staying a little bit under on this game compared to the field. Well, what do we do? Because we don't know whether Antonio Brown is going to play or not. It's now looking like he's not going to play. He'll have to have two negative COVID tests 24 <laughs> hours apart starting Thursday, which means he could play, but it seems like they're prepping that he's not going to play. You know that yeah. Ramsey's probably going to take out Evans. That's going to be his assignment. They won't even look at him. That'll leave Godwin. That will leave Gronk. And I guess Scotty Mill Does Scotty Miller play on the outside? That can That seems strange. Yeah, and he's 3,100. First of all, like you said, A.B., I mean, you have to think in the COVID times that we live right now that they're not going to – unless it's just totally an incorrect test, you have to think he's not going to play. They're not going to risk – I don't uh, – they're just not going to risk it. They're going to they're gonna leave it until they know for sure that he's good to go. They don't really need – this isn't a, a crucial game for him either. I know it's two contenders, two of the – maybe the two best teams in the NFC – but in the big scheme of things, it's just not that important to risk getting other people involved with COVID. And I don't know how the contact tracing with the vaccine, we don't need to get in the weeds with all that, but I can't see them really bringing him back. So Scotty Miller, 3,100, kind of falls in that same bucket as Van Jefferson and Deshaun the other way. The dude is just so cheap, and we know he has big play upside, whether he's inside or outside, right? I mean, the dude can... 
he can get one deep for us. I mean, he was ch- he was trying to challenge freaking Tyreek Hill to a race. I, the dude obviously has to have plenty of big play upside. So I, I don't mind the Scotty Miller call. I just worry that if Brown is declared out, does everyone in every lineup, whether it's a Tampa stack, a Ram stack, or just independently play Scotty Miller at thirty one hundred bucks? I don't. The problem is he, he's not going to project better than Van Jefferson. I don't think, and Van Jefferson's only thirty four. I can't see him projecting more than Van Jefferson for three hundred more. What could happen though is you could see teams that maybe people play two of these guys and just go up for the running backs. Play Derrick Henry. Play Cook play all the top guys i could see that maybe happening because you know these guys are going to get boosted roles at basically men price which i'm like you i love paying up at running back down at receiver it's kind of what a lot of people like but it makes sense right i mean if we catch a bomb from one of these guys we're just so minted who else down here i like hunter renfro at four thousand dollars like the way, obviously, yeah. Waller is is going to be better in this circumstance. But if you're going to beat the Dolphins, <laughs> you stay between the hash marks on the field. So no Edwards, no Ruggs. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard have that covered. Stick to the middle, and that's where Renfro's going to be. I think that people like the Raiders this week, and I think they're going to play the, they're going to play Waller, which is obviously the right guy. But they're not going to play Renfro at four thousand, who I think is the right guy at receiver. I, I always like him too. I don't know if he has crazy, crazy upside, but if he catches nine, 10 balls, he catch maybe touchdown. gets in the box. He needs to find but, the touchdown. Even if he goes like yeah. six for 99 and a touchdown at 4K, you can live with that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like him. He's looked good in the offense. Dude, the Raiders have looked good in general. So I like that call. And one more guy down there, McCole Hardman, eight targets last week. Another guy in this Chiefs game. Obviously, when you stack the Chiefs, the Chiefs up, you're gonna want you're gonna want Mahomes, you're gonna want Kelsey, Tyreek, but uh, it's always the guys like McCall Hardman that break the slate. All of a sudden, he catches two bombs, which he easily could. Maybe he returns a kick to the house and catches a bomb or, or something like that. He's got he's capable at 3,900 of giving you some savings to stack up the Chiefs game. And he gives you the upside. Sure, he's got an extremely low floor too, but the theme of the show doesn't matter about the low floors. We only care about ceilings. McCole Hardman definitely has a ceiling at 3,900. The last one that I'll throw out to you, I just brought him up and now I can't find out who it was that I was going to talk about. It's going to be, drum roll please, if Beckham doesn't play, do can you go to Donovan Peoples-Jones <laughs> at 3,000? Man, I, I played him, what was it, two weeks him, ago? Or I, I was played it him last week? week, and he sucked. <laughs> it might have been last week that I played him. I, one of the two weeks I played him, and I was not I, I was not pleased right away. But he's 3K. You can almost throw Anthony Schwartz in the same bucket as Peoples-Jones. If Beckham doesn't play, you're almost in a New Orleans situation from the last two weeks, which worked out the first week a little bit besides the Chalk Calloway. Second week, not so much, but they have to throw somewhere, right? You got you got Peoples Jones 3K and Anthony Schwartz, who is somewhat talented too at 3,200. We just talked about the Rams game, cheap guys. If some, even if Beckham plays, I talk about this a lot on our shows at Run Pure, but if Beckham plays, it almost takes a little bit of the pressure off the other guys. Whereas if Beckham doesn't play, Everyone gets excited because Peoples-Jones will be the one and Schwartz will be the two. 
but they also get more focus from the D to where it makes it harder. If Beckham's in there, maybe he 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 does a little bit more of the decoy and leaves these guys open. Either way, I think these are two of the best plays on the slate at cheap prices, Peoples-Jones and Schwartz, and they have to be lower owned than the Tampa game. So if you go into it, what I said, and maybe the Tampa game isn't as good as people think it will be, these plays could be nice leverage off of those cheap plays in that game. Yeah, Zacchaeus would really be the only other one I'd look at, 35. But taking a periphery piece, the potentially the fourth passing option on the Falcons might not be an optimal play. I don't know because I can't figure out what the optimal plays are. The optimal plays is Gage going to play? Do we, is he he's I questionable, right? Yeah. As of right now, it's leaning no, but that could always change at the moment. If he doesn't play, I mean, Zacchaeus, we've seen him in the past, right? Yeah. What did he have, like a 35-point game the, the, the one week where he totally smashed when Julio was out last year? I could see that. That's what this is why you build rosters. How you were talking about it, how I like there's so many guys down here you can take stabs on and jam those top running backs. I, that's why I don't think you need to play Edwards Hilaire in that cheap running back range. Jam the big running backs, take some chances on these cheap guys. I mean, if Gage is out, you could even play like a Christian Blake for Atlanta. That's so we've exactly, named all now. We're put wait, we don't want to play Matt Ryan, but now we're going to play Christian Blake. Yeah. It's a good point. I, I hate Matt Ryan too. So uh, give me the Cleveland guys. I want the Cleveland guys. I like those guys. They got a quarterback. They got a good running, a good running game. Those Cleveland guys, I think, could pop off the most. The problem is you need Chicago to be competitive in that game because one of the main reasons that People's Jones yeah. didn't end up doing anything last week is because they threw the ball twenty-one times. Yeah. So no, I agree, and they, it definitely could happen where. Cleveland has one of the best D lines in football. Cleveland's defense is pretty good. And I know everyone wants Dalton to be gone how this week it's going to happen. And everyone's so excited for the, the, the fields experiment, but man, it could go wrong in a hurry <laughs> for the bears. We do need them to keep pace in that game. And who knows? I think they can keep up a little bit. I, I, if they don't though. Yeah. It could go wrong in a hurry. Tight ends. Would you play any of the expensive tight ends by themselves? Like, would you just play a $7,400 Darren Waller? Darren Waller. I have a hard time doing that. I think you could, but man, he's expensive. I do think it's kind of a good bounce back spot for him. Last week, they were doubling him the entire game. He still got 11 points, even being doubled the whole game. Seven targets, 19 targets. The monster game, obviously, week one. I mean, you could. I just don't think you need to. I mean, when you can play a guy like Kyle Pitts, again, I got, now I'm talking about another Matt Ryan guy after I shit on him to start the show. But, man, Kyle Pitts is 4900 a full 2500 cheaper than Waller against the Giants. Man, Hawkinson at 52 I just have a hard time paying that price for Waller when you can go down to these guys with Matt. Even Mark Andrews, who hasn't popped off yet, I mean, he's got a good matchup versus Detroit in that same 5K range. Noah Fant has looked pretty good at 4,800. I just – those guys, those four dudes that are all 2,500 cheaper and even more from Kelsey, I just have a hard time not just playing them unless I'm stacking it. Obviously, if I'm playing Carr, I'm going to play Waller. If I'm playing Mahomes, I really would like to play Kelsey. But if I'm not, and it's just a one-off type situation, I'd I'd rather go for these cheaper guys. We got a little bit of a bounce back too with Higby. I know I'm going even lower down, but no, everyone we, liked him we, this week, we, and now we, we can go as low back. as possible. The problem is that yeah. people are stacking that game 
Maybe they do go to Van Jefferson instead of Higby, just because Higby burned everyone so much last week. Because I do like him at $4,000. The one that really caught my eye, and just the way that I see this game playing out, he's overpriced, but hey, maybe that's a good thing in this spot. It's not like he's $9,000. I don't think it's that Logan Thomas is going to give the Bills fits, but I do think that he patrols almost like Hunter Renfro against the Dolphins where Logan Thomas runs his routes against the Bills I think are easy completions and if McLaurin is taken out by Tredavious White I mean taken out to the extent of he's not going to have 10 catches in the game for 200 yards that Logan Thomas could be the focal point of this passing game it would be like him and McKissick yeah I agree and it looks like a good spot and for McKissick we didn't talk about him at running back I know he's coming off the big game but if you fall into the right script against Buffalo too it's in Buffalo Maybe Buffalo's up three touchdowns in the first half or something. Logan Thomas and McKissick are both in just a great spot. They're going to be chucking the ball all around the field. 4,700 for a guy that, I mean, he's got, what, seven targets last week, only five for 45. First week was a tough matchup versus the Chargers, but I always like Logan Thomas, and the price point is right. He's going to be very low-owned, I think, just because of how many guys are in that same price range. I just named them. I mean, Hawkinson, Pitts, Fant, Andrews. I mean, Gronk, who, I mean, are they going to try to get the record to Gronk this year? I mean, they're just peppering him with these red zone targets. Yeah, I I love the Logan Thomas call because I don't think anyone's going to play him at all. Below $4,000, I have an eye for Austin Hooper just because of the lack of receiving options in that game and if Chicago can keep it closed. Conversely, you also have Cole Komet with Justin Fields throwing to him now, $3,200. I think people will use Max Williams this week after seeing his stat line from last week. That just feels like a shooting fish in a barrel, though, when you start playing roulette tight end with random guys on the Cardinals. He was getting peppered, too. I mean, they were just literally peppering him with the ball. I hate coming back off those spots, too. There's so many There's just so many ways it can go wrong for you coming off the massive game. We've seen Max Williams for years. He's not any good. It was just a matchup thing for me. So I wouldn't go there. I agree with Hooper. I, I think, he, obviously, it depends a little bit with Beckham. But, man, Hooper's 3,600 against this Bears team. We've seen the Browns tight ends get involved in the past, especially when they're short of other pass catchers. I can see Hooper be, being a good play this week. What, what about John U. Smith down there too? We haven't seen him at all. No one's going to play New England guys, including myself. I mean, when I see New England guys on the slate, I immediately just cross that game off for the most part. But if you know, he's, New England has always liked throwing to tight ends. New Orleans, I mean, someone's got to score something in that game, even though the total's low. Who's going to score for New England? I mean, can we go to Janu at 1%, 2% owned? I would say that James White, if you were going to play anyone, is probably the play. Janu just is too expensive for me. And we got to burn a running back, though. I don't want to burn a running back. That's fair, but like, I I feel like I can do, if I'm going to go cheap and play Janu, I can go even cheaper and play someone who's exact. Like, I'd rather play Hooper, who's even cheaper. The one I was looking at, projection-wise, rates out really well. You mentioned Fant. What about the other tight end on Denver? I and mean, they are playing the Jets. <laughs> Big Al. Big Al O. I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Big Albert O. Big Albert O. That's, that's how yeah. he can go. Uh, he's $3,000. He's playing like around 60% of the snaps. We saw him get there in week one. This seems like a really good matchup because people are going to play Fant because they're playing the Jets. And Fant has been pretty good. But this isn't just a one tight end offense. If you just get lucky in the red zone, all of a sudden you have the guy no one else has and you save the money at 3000 bucks. 
you're speaking my language. I love playing. I mean, over the years, the last three, four years, I've taken so many zeros from these cheap tight ends, but I still love the plays because you're getting the savings, especially off the top tier. I mean, the highest owned guys are still going to be Kelsey Waller and all this 5k range. So you're saving 2k even off the mid range guys. Albert O could definitely, the dude was talented in college. He's talented now. Like you said, people are going to play Fant. It's a great pivot in a cheaper range. You can definitely talk me into Albert O against this Jets team. I think he's going to have a big year too. I honestly do. With, with Judy banged up now, we don't even know when, when he'll be back. I think Albert O is a great play. I, I actually love that call. That might be my favorite like GPP type play in the cheap range. And I like saving at tight end. I do. I mean, I want to pay up at running back. I usually want to, especially these days, want to pay up at quarterback. And it's nice to save at tight end with a guy like Albert O. It makes sense. Let's talk quarterback stacks. Finally, you got the Chiefs, you got the Chargers, you got the Seahawks, you got the Vikings, you have the Bucks, you got the Rams. Those are your six stacks this week that just looking at the point totals, that's where people are going to gravitate towards. Would you do that or would you just play Justin Fields? <laughs> Justin Fields is going to be the, the topic of the week just because everyone's been dying for, for him to play. He's got the running upside. He's 5,200. I just don't think it's going to be for me. I'm not saying I'm going to completely fade him because, I mean, like always, I'll probably put 150 in the cheaper Millie maker and scramble it around a little bit. So I don't totally hate it at that price. I still would rather probably, even in the cheap range, go to someone else over him lower own. I mean, even like Danny Dimes or something would maybe. We, we can go down there. But at the top range, like I said, I think I'd rather fade Brady and Stafford would kind of be my fades in that top range. With the with the way everybody runs these days, I mean, Kyler, even Mahomes moves a little bit. Russell Wilson can move. Josh Allen can move. Lamar obviously can move. All these guys at the top can move. With all these high totals, and I respect the Rams and Tampa Bay defenses enough, I just don't think I can play that game. I know I talked a little bit in the receiver part, but I would just much rather play Mahomes. I'd much rather play Herbert. Last week, everyone wanted to play Herbert and it didn't work out, this could be the, the flop lag we always talk about. The dude's 6,500 going against the Chiefs D that's got carved all year. Why can't this be the Justin Herbert week for the same price range as Brady and Stafford? I, just, I can't use Brady and Stafford over Justin Herbert. I'm with you. I would play Herbert over those two. But what about Matt Ryan? I mean, if you want to play all of his weapons, you might as well just play him. He's your favorite oh, guy. Don't talk me into it. Like, don't, don't. Oh, I don't. I, I do like all his weapons, and I like the matchup. Do we come back with Matty Ice? Are you going to talk me into going full circle? I mean, God, he, he looks bad. Listen, I can build your lineup for you. You got Matt, Matt Ryan. Kyle Pitts, Zacchaeus. You love Christian Blake. Let's throw him in there, too. We got Mike Davis. All three and, of them. I'm and, going Christian and, and Blake, Calvin too. Ridley. And uh, listen, you said you, you like Saquon. You like Sterling Shepard. There's our team. We'll just play those guys. <laughs> Matt Ryan, you want to hear the most disgusting part is Matt Ryan was pretty good last week. He had 300 passing yards. He had two passing touchdowns. He ran in a two-point conversion. He still only had 19 fantasy points. That's very concerning for Matt Ryan. Yeah, it's not great. Not great news. I'm, <laughs> I am I am going to play Justin Fields, and I don't know. I might play yeah. him with Komet. 
I might play him with Allen Robinson, maybe Mooney Tunes. Komet makes the most sense to me, though, because I can get away with him having a shitty game because he's a cheap tight end, whatever. That just saves me so much money that if I wanted to build like one of those Henry Cook lineups, I could. I I think Mooney makes a ton of sense, too. I think you could even go with the little three-man. If you think Cleveland's going to destroy them and you get the perfect game script the whole game where Chicago's down two touchdowns, Man, Fields, Mooney, Komet, little three-man stack. I don't even I think it's a rare situation where you don't even need to to spend up on the Cleveland stack. Maybe you play one of our cheap Cleveland guys I was talking about as your only Cleveland run back. You are so cheap there, right? I mean, we can play anyone we want if we play that that stack. I I, I kind of like that with you. The problem with Fields is, do I want all these periphery pieces? Because I feel like if he's going to get there and truly be like a a top-end tournament play, he's going to rush for like two touchdowns. Which he could. Maybe we don't need two. I mean, I do like Mooney. What's Mooney's price? I don't have the receivers up anymore. How much is he? Old Mooney tunes. Where are you at? I like Mooney this week is the funny thing. 4,300 bucks. Yeah. So we can, he's cheap enough. We, we can play him in there. Maybe we're still rooting for, uh, we're still rooting for fields to get the rushing upside, but Mooney at that price, literally all it's going to take is one big play. So I agree. I mean, we can, we can definitely go there. What, what, I wonder what his ownership's going to be because at quarterback, it always not, gets it's siphoned not down be that bad. I'd say 5%. Yeah. Five to ten percent tops at fifty two hundred. I'm with you. I'll play him down in that cheap range. Him and Dan- Danny Dimes are kind of my two cheap guys. Yeah, I I can see Daniel Jones as well really coming through just based on what he can do with his legs. And it's tough to. The problem is it's really tough to stack him that way. It's like even like with Kyler because I think that Kyler goes wildly underowned this week just based he's not in the stackable games because no one yeah. really no one really wants to play any of the Jags guys and. My, like who do you play with him and do you want to double stack with kyler murray or do you just want to play christian kirk with him and just hope it's not a deandre I, hopkins game yeah i got it. i mean the way we've talked we've had a bunch of games that we could stack without the quarterback that we've kind of gone through i don't hate playing kyler with one 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 guy like christian kirk maybe you run it back with one jacksonville receiver i don't even think you need to do that just in case arizona totally whitewashes them but I don't think you need to double stack with Arizona by any means, but that could be a perfect way to go. Cause if you get Kyler 10% owned and he goes for 35, it gets you different with some of these other, like maybe you play a Kansas city Chargers stack without Mahomes. you get in there and play Kyler with Kirk, your roster's different right there. And you can still root on all you need is Kyler to outscore Mahomes, and you're good. And your stack, you're unique. Because everyone that, that stacks that Kansas City game is going to want Mahomes or Herbert. They're not going to play Kyler with that stack. So I, I think you get some nice leverage to stack up that game. Of the big six stacks, the game, the three game stacks, the six teams, would you think that Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins is the lower owned of the stacks? It's got it got, I mean, as far as the people or the game stacks. The, the gate I mean, just the team stack and the quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins has to be the lowest of the six. Uh, I mean, so so you're talking the Chiefs game, the Bucks game, the chart, the Bucks game, and, and the Minnesota game. Yeah, Cousins has to be the lowest. It always happens though, where these quarterbacks, there's so many good ones that I feel like they all end up like 10 percent owned, like five to 10 percent. I don't think there's that much difference in, in quarterbacks these days. Like no one ever ends up 
20, even last week with that mega chalk, Herbert and Dak, it still didn't end up that high owned. All right. Let's pick a defense before we get out of here then. And obviously, you can find my cheat sheet up on DKNation.com on Friday morning. You can always go to RunPureSports.com, watch the shows, check out the cheat sheets, read the articles, listen to the podcast. You can find that all up there with Big T. I tried to actually book the Big T from the challenge to do the show with me, but she said no. Uh, So that was a bit of a bummer. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I wish we could get her on here with us. I mean, I, I think I sent her something too, like a couple of weeks ago. Like we should do something. People always like Dan Bach always sends me the freaking picture of Big T. It's it's funny every time. <laughs> how is there how is their name Big T? That's just so good. She needs to get a W. We don't have time to go down that avenue talking about the challenge tonight. But I'd love to talk a little challenge with you because we need to get Big T in the winner's circle here soon. Yeah, I, I think you might need to buy her some anabolic steroids and a trainer if that's gonna happen. <laughs> She's not going to do well in the final, even if she gets there, is she? <laughs> if it's pure swimming, maybe that can happen. I love Big T, though. I need to see Big T all the time. Obviously, I'm not paying up for defense. The Broncos are the highest owned. Yeah, of course I like the Broncos defense this week. I'm just not paying yeah. $4,300 for a defense. The Patriots are 41 Maybe you should have played them last week when they were cheaper and played fucking Zach Wilson. That was probably the smarter move. I get that they're playing Jameis, yeah. but find me a cheap defense here, Tony. Like... The Bengals stick out to me just because yeah. I'm not sure Big Ben's even going to play. I mean, 2100. I would want him. Pittsburgh to play. has been so bad up front. I mean, we talked about Najee when we were at running backs. The the old line for Pittsburgh is so terrible that you're going to give me 2100. It's not even that it's the Bengals. The division game has to help a little just because they know each other, but. Anybody going against Pittsburgh, I think, is a good play this year. So anytime we can get a 2,100 defense against Pittsburgh, sign me up for it. You can kind of say the same thing for for Tennessee this week. Indy's O-line is destroyed. We don't know what what Wentz, my boy Wentz, is going to do. Both How do you sprain both ankles, first of all? I mean, that's just brutal. But we can play Ds against Indy, too, because their line can't block and Wentz takes sacks. And if it's not Wentz, they're going to be in even more trouble. So – Cheap Ds for me would definitely be the Bengals and the Titans this week. Bengals and the Titans? I I don't know if I can get to the Titans. I think I'd rather play the Colts D just because they're a better D. And let's not forget that the Titans could not block week one. Like, that was just a thing that couldn't – they just – Maybe they forgot how to block. Their offensive line is banged up, and it could be a nice little sneaky rebound spot for Indy's defense. I mean, I like Atlanta's D. That's where I think I'm going to end up. If it's Mike, maybe I'll just play Mike Davis with Atlanta's defense. Like Daniel Jones will give you eight fantasy points. Like that's almost a given. Yep. I mean, it it happens every single week and I I don't disagree. The the Falcons have popped off at times too. Even when they've been bad the last couple of years, they'll randomly have the games where they like score twice on defense and stuff, get a bunch of sacks. So I don't hate that. The good part about defense is, you shouldn't ever like totally overthink it. I don't think it's the one position. Just it's so freaking random. I hate defenses. Just any of these cheap defenses. I think you can make a case for unless they're going against just a total powerhouse offense in one of these massive totals. But I mean, even like the Jags at 2K, I wouldn't say is the worst play ever. I mean, you just don't know. Kyler takes sacks. They're 2K defense is so random. I would say that's probably a bad play. 
playing the Jets. <laughs> I mean, it, on paper, it is. I agree with you. I'm not saying like no, no, uh, on but, paper. But, it's but like, like, on paper, the Falcons are a terrible play, too. They're 2,500 yeah. bucks. I, but I actually think they can get exactly. to, They got to Brady last week. It didn't you know, matter, but they got to him. And if they can do that this week yep. to Daniel Jones, that, that could help them this time. I agree. I mean, I, I'm okay with all the cheap Ds. And, I mean, like you said, the contrarian play, you can always go up, too, and play one. Like the Broncos going against that same that same disaster of a team that the Jets. You never know. I mean, they could totally pop off for a monster game in that high. But you don't really want to pay up, but so does no one else. No one wants to pay up 4300 for a defense. All right. We've come to the conclusion of the show. Now, Tony, if you're not familiar in golf, we do the play the best plays lineup where we try to make the most obvious lineup of the week. Now we do that in football, but it's called the shitter build lineup where the guy, some guy is sitting there on his phone, taking a shit 15 minutes before lock and like, Oh God, I didn't even do any research. I'm just going to pick names to put in my lineup. Let's see if we can try to duplicate that guy's lineup and fill one out right now who is this guy taking first who is the chalk play of the week do you think that everyone knows gotta play this guy let's see who, who do we start out with i mean we, we should look at running back first right i, I think it's cooper gotta, cup yeah i mean i'm good with that he definitely his price tag definitely sticks off the page to me hold on i was pulling up the the sheet here uh yeah i mean cooper cup Cooper Cup definitely sticks off the page to me. Even Robert Woods looks cheap, but Cooper Cup, he's the first guy that sticks out to me. So, yes, I, I agree yeah. with him. So, so it's not going to be Robert Woods because he's been bad for two weeks. You don't want to play a guy who's been bad for two weeks. You're just, like, randomly yeah. filling out a lap night. Cooper Cup, he scores 35 points a week. He's cheap. Let's put him in. Running back, Henry? Do you just take the most expensive <laughs> running back? If you're sitting on the dumper too, and you're a casual person and you see that 50 piece that just popped off last week, I could definitely see people clicking Derrick Henry in, in the shitter build for sure. All right. So the, good, the good part about Derrick Henry too, he's literally never going to, you're always going to have a chance with Derrick Henry, right? Like every single week you got a chance when he starts breaking tackles, you can definitely get there with Derrick Henry. Now, Let's put him in there. I think Shitter Guy also plays Clyde Edwards Alaire, too, because he's just too cheap. True. Yeah. Like, he's been I bad, agree. but look how cheap he is. I don't even know who. He's 4,800 in a 55 total this week. So, uh, I mean, I agree. All right. So we'll he's going to definitely be chalky in cash games, too. So he's good for the Shitter build. So, Henry Edwards Alaire, Cooper Cup. Do you think the quarterback is one of the expensive guys, or do you think it's Justin Fields? Because I don't think it's Justin Fields. I think that's too not cool. on the shitter build. No, if it's a casual person, they're not going down to Fields. And we already got Edward Solaire. Cup is cheap. I mean, we're we're still at a decent price point where I think Kyler might be the the shitter build. I, I He's been so good early on. He's going against Jackson, but you don't think? I was gonna say him or Brady. Ooh, great. You think, bro, just because of the price, 68? He has been good. What's he, he got? Nine touchdowns yeah, through two games, eight? Cheaper price. Then you can play Gronk at tight end if you want to. I don't know who's going to play at receiver. I'll play Gronk. He scores touchdowns. Two of them a week. <laughs> he scored, yeah, he scores two touchdowns every week. So Brady and Which Gronk, one you want? Brady and Gronk are going to be the, the stack we do here. So we have a quarterback and a tight end. We have $4,300 left. So let's try to fill out who's the cheapest defense who's, like, not shitty. Yeah, get, go with your Falcons or my uh, Bengals. Go with one of those two. Yeah, R shitter guys not playing those teams. 
They're the cheap ones. You said cheap. It's got to be one. Let me see. Who's the cheap one someone would play? I would say that. I think people could play those teams like the the Falcons. I would say the Titans because they're playing a banged up quarterback. Yeah, let's play the Titans then. 2,400. I'm good with that. That gives us like 5K for our last three spots. Yeah, so 5K. Do we want to like who's? We said that Scotty Miller is probably the cheap guy, right? And yeah, it gives us the double stack with with, uh, Brady. Who's another Tampa guy? Do we have to like make a chalky team or can we like throw one low owned guy in there? No, well, we got to take it. We, we can th- put in a low owned guy, but it has to make sense for a guy who ca- is casually paying attention to this stuff. It's just like running through the names. Like, oh, I can take that guy. I can take that guy. Well, let's play Scotty then. Scotty, Scotty could be a shitter guy. People know who he is. He, he called out Tyreek. Paul, do you think that Scotty Miller is a shitter guy? No chance. Okay. No. Okay. Let's not play him then. We don't need the double stack anyways. With no. Him. Let's see here. I mean, I, I, I still think Robert Woods is a shitter guy because no. everyone knows. No. You don't think Robert? He's no. so cheap. He's not that cheap. Who then? I'm not good at the shitter plays. Yeah, I'm you, too far in like the circle. You, you need to be like me. You need to think like the, the very casual person about how they're <laughs> filling out lineups. You're like, Derrick Henry's good. I'll play him. Cheap wide receiver. Who's the best looking cheap wide receiver here so far? I'm looking at like I sorted point per dollar and like I don't see. I'm I'm going down the list. Like, yeah, casual guy's not using an optimizer here. He's well, using, I know. I don't he's know. Using Should main... I go to the DraftKings page? Yeah, like who? Has, <laughs> like go to the DraftKings page and look who has like opponent rank thirty one. Okay. I'm pulling it up team. right now. Let's go with. I mean, looking just because I pulled it up at our five k. I mean, I think. The, the shitter people know who Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd looks cheap, forty seven hundred. Yeah, well, you know what? They're playing. Rondell. He's not a shitter person either. I suck at the shitter position. Shitter guy is Rondell Moore at five thousand bucks. Oh, Rondell Moore just because he housed one. How much is he this week? Five thousand bucks. Oh God, and he's five thousand. He oh, had. He our had. Team's gonna suck though. It, that, of course it is. That's the whole point. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not the Let's whole point. Rondale. Actually, the, the shitter team cashed last week in the Millionaire Maker. So, for what it's <laughs> Did <worth>. it? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, I I want to put it in a tournament, too. I like. I kind of like this. So, so the, we're playing Rondell? We got, yeah, so we got Rondell. So we need one more receiver and one more flex. Trying to figure out who the cheap... Who's the cheapest guy we can play who's, like, not bad at flex? Who's not... Uh, let me look. Is there another? Well, we should try to get another running back that's cheap. Who? Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, I would say it's Mike Davis, but no one's going to play Mike Davis, so that's tough. Yeah, I mean, God, I, Mar- I am bad. Marvin Jones. I look at the names. I'm scared to say names now because you keep no, making no, fun of me. No, you got to throw them out. <laughs> this, this isn't your speed. This is uh, how we got to go here. Oh. <laughs> We got what's the most we can go up to? Like, well, I mean, shitter guy might play Cordero Patterson. What about Saquon Barkley at sixty five? Yeah. Shitter guy likes Saquon. No, shitter guy. Saquon no. and shitter, Derrick Henry. Shitter guy drafted Saquon Barkley on his fantasy team, and he sucked through two weeks. I like, fuck that. People guy. like picking their fantasy guys, though. If they picked them in their league, they feel good about it. Yeah, but they haven't felt good about him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any other running backs that could be a shitter guy. 
Uh, I'm looking we, at it. Right. I just don't see one. Then we're not. Then we're not using one. Maybe I. I actually think Jamar. Maybe Jamar Chase might be. Jamar Chase could definitely be a shitter guy because he's housed both weeks. People know him from LSU. Let's go with Jamar. I like that Jamar right, Chase so call. We got forty seven hundred bucks for a flex, and that's it. Forty seven hundred. Okay, let me look at the receivers. How much is my boy Pitts? People like Pitts. Yeah, Pitts is. See jug- more. Yeah, he's. T- is he? Let's see, flex. I think he's 47, actually. Is that oh, right? if he's 47, I can contribute one player. People love Pitts. Where the fuck is Pitts? No, that's not how you spell his name. How do you fuck up? Now, Pitts is 49. We'd have oh. to. You know what we can do? We can, pl- we can play Pitts. And then we can drop down to someone cheaper at defense. Because that is something that people will do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's do that then. So we'll go Kyle Pitts. What's the, how much do we have for D for the last spot? 2,100. I think, let me check here. Chase at receiver 2,200 left. So, so we got Jets, Bengals, Jets, Lions, Jags. So Bengals it is. Yeah. My Bengals. I like the Bengals anyway. There you go. Noodle arm Ben. Maybe you can throw a pick six and we'll be good to go. <laughs> if he even plays, what happens when he doesn't play? They might be better. <laughs> they really might be better because he can't move. Tony, pimp the site because you guys are doing great work. And it looks, based on Twitter screenshots, it looks like people are winning bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I feel really good about our product. We got tons of stuff at Run Pure Sports. We got playbooks and core plays. We, we got a ton of people that have crushed football content. I've been bad the first two weeks. Full disclosure, I have not done well the first two weeks. But the team at Ron Pure Sports overall has totally crushed. I'm very proud of the product we've built in a short period of time. So come check us out. Definitely have a fun time over there. And I think we'll help you become better fantasy players. And if you want, just want to get a free taste of Run Pure Sports, check out on Mayo Media Network every Thursday evening. Toe Tag and Tambo, my guy, Tyler Tambolini and JT Hayes from Run Pure Sports have their own DraftKings breakdown. It's a bit more concise rather than us being like, no, fuck that guy. It's actually like, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't involve me, so it's far more serious and far more accurate. And you can find that on the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets feed for audio podcasts. we should have like a contest first then where like we pick a team versus their team and we whoop their ass i had an idea i couldn't get it off the ground because i had just moved my studio wasn't built yet but what i wanted to do was host a friday evening show but i was like i want i don't yeah. want to work on friday evenings that sounds horrible but figure out some sort of show where it's me as the host we get run pure ftn and another and grinders and they elect one representative per week to come on the show and awesome because i want Roz on the show so you have four people and we just make picks and you know whoever yeah. whoever wins wins and it's like a competition throughout the year i think it would be fun next year we should do that for sure because that's a good idea yeah and just it's a, it's a way for everyone to get some exposure and see who's got the goods Makes it fun too. Competitions like that are fun because yeah, we we all play against each other in DFS, but we, this is different. This is bragging rights, not just for for the money stuff. I mean, we can. I don't it. even think JT and Tot- and Tambo can beat our shitter team. Maybe I'll, when I talk to Tambo, I'm going to see Tambo on Sunday. No, because he, he he comes yeah. a bit late to the games because he has to do the show to watch him at you know Mayo Media HQ. Now that we got all the TVs up on the wall, I'll text him. Be like, you guys, you guys make a lineup and see if we can beat Tony and I's <laughs> shitter lineup. I like it. I think we can beat them with the shitter team. Yeah, but you forget. You're now making a team with me, and I never win. 
No, stop with the bad mojo. You got good mojo now. I bring the good mojo to you. Listen, I could use some fucking good mo, all right? This you week- said you're up anyways on the year. You're up at two weeks in. What do you mean? Yeah, we got that's good. We got 16 more weeks to go. It's only going up. I believe it. All right. Well, I, I like the faith that you have in me. You just you haven't been on the show. <laughs> you brought a to- lot of good plays up tonight. I liked a lot of the takes you had. It's because I speak in that commanding voice. They're not really good plays. I just make them sound like good plays. (laughs) (laughs) Runpuresports.com. Check out Big T over there and check him out on Twitter as well. Runthesims.com. You want tools and you want customizable tools running 10,000 simulations, player-by-player projection graphs for floor, ceiling, and medium projections. Do that all at runthesims.com slash mayo to get your discount. Go do that right now. Play in the Listener's League. Smash the like. Sub to the channel. Do all that fun stuff. Help us out over here. There's a lot of fun. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.